ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أما بعد. We continue with some of the speech of Sheikh Islam Ibn Qayyim Jawziyah رحمه الله as it relates to التوحيد being the greatest of the reasons for bringing ease and tranquility to the heart and to the soul. And we covered yesterday that the one who was established upon Tawheed and his Iman is strong, this individual his heart is vast and open, his breast is expanded and not constricted like the disbeliever or the one who is weak in faith. And the stronger the person's tawheed, the stronger the person's practice of the deen, the more tranquility in the, is present in the life of the individual. And the lesser the person is practicing his or her religion, the more problems the individual has in his or her life. From stress, worry, grief, and other than that. And Allah Azza wa Jal he makes a distinction between those whom he has expanded their breast by way of the deen of al-Islam and those whom Allah has not guided them. As Allah mentions, أَفَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِّنْ رَبِّي is the one who Allah has expanded his breast to Islam and he is upon a light from his Lord, is he similar to the one who is not? And we covered that the light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ilm, the knowledge of the religion. That's the light from Allah. The light from Allah is the Quran. The light from Allah is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. And the more the person has this light in his life or her life, the more guided the individual is when he or she adheres to that light or follows that light, that guidance. And the lesser the person has this light, this guidance in his life, the more astray the individual is. As Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Qayyim al he mentioned 
النور الذي يقذفه الله في قلب العبد وهو نور الإيمان فإنه يشرح الصدر ويوسعه ويفرح القلب فإذا فقد هذا النور من قلب العبد ضاق وحرج وصار في أضيق السجن وأصعبه Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah ta'ala, he states that the light which Allah places into the heart of the servant, and it is the light of faith, it expands the chest, makes it vast, it brings happiness to the heart. And when this light is missing from the heart of the servant, it becomes constricted is not at ease and it becomes in the most constricted prison and the most difficult prison there is so when the person is void of the knowledge of the deen void of iman void of islam this is when the individual will live a rough life irregardless to how much financial material things that the person owns in this dunya. As the Prophet Sallallahu he mentioned, لَيْسَ الْغِنَى أَنْ كَثْرَةِ الْعَرَضِ وَلَكِنْ الْغِنَى غِنَى النَّفْسِ That richness is not having a lot of material possessions. That's not real richness. But richness, the true richness, is having a content soul. Meaning when your soul is at ease, that's a richness that no money can buy. Because that ease, that contentment, it comes from faith. It comes from that light that Allah places into the heart, the light of the kitab and the sunnah. Shaykh al-Islam in Baqayil Majawzeh, he states, وَمِنْهَا الْعِلْمِ فَإِنَّهُ يَشْرَحُ الصَّدْرِ وَيُوَسِّعُهُ حَتَّى يَكُونَ أَوْسَعَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْجَهْلُ يُورِثُهُ الضِّيقِ وَالْحَصْرِ وَالْحَبْسِ فَكُلَّمَا اتَّسَعَ عِلْمُ الْعَبْدِ إِنْ شَرْحَ صَدْرُهُ وَاتَّسَعَ وَلَيْسَ هَذَا لِكُلِّ عِلْمٍ بَلْ لِلْعِلْمِ الْمَوْرُوثِ أَنِ الرَّسُولِ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَهُوَ الْعِلْمُ النَّافِعِ فَأَهْلُهُ أَشْرَحُ النَّاسِ صَدْرًا وَأَوْسَعُهُمْ قُلُوبًا وَأَحْسَنُهُمْ أَخْلَاقًا وَأَطْيَبُهُمْ عِيشًا الله شيخ الإسلام مقايل مجوزي he states that from it is the knowledge. For indeed the knowledge, it expands the breast and makes it vast. Meaning that the knowledge of the deen, it brings that tranquility and ease to the heart. It expands the heart, the soul, brings comfort to the person's 
mind state. This is the knowledge of the deen. To the point that the individual's heart, his soul is more vast than the dunya. And we know that the earth is vast, the earth is spacious. But just imagine a person's heart and soul being more vast than the entire world. But as for ignorance, ignorance brings about constriction, meaning of the heart. Feel tight. It brings about limitation and imprisonment. When a person is ignorant, they're not living in a good state. We have people that say ignorance is bliss. That's a statement. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance in reality is not bliss. Ignorance in reality is a sickness. As the Prophet Sallallahu he had mentioned when one of the companions was out with some other companions and he had some wounds. But in the morning, he woke up in a state of major impurity and he feared that if he was to take the ghusl, that this water getting into the wounds will have a negative effect upon him. So he wanted to know, was he excused from making the ghusl? And some have responded, as long as there's water, you have to make the ghusl. So he made the ghusl, and as a result, he died. When this reached the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, they killed him. May Allah kill them. But the dua is not actually against them, it's for them. As in another narration, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that whenever he makes a supplication against his people, his companions, he asks Allah to make it for them and not against them. He said, Should they not have asked when they did not know? Indeed, the cure for ignorance is the question. So ignorance is a sickness. And a lot of times people don't look at that this is one of the ailments that we suffer from. Or this one of the sicknesses that we suffer from. People, they focus on the flu. So they wear a mask. Or they go get a flu shot that doesn't work anyway, according to the people who are putting out the flu shot. People are worried about E. coli and staph infection. So you see them constantly washing their hands and walking around with hand sanitizers. All of this to prevent these physical sicknesses. But they won't pick up a book. 
to read Allah's words or they won't pick up a book to read the sunnah of the Prophet to cure the sickness of the heart, the ignorance. So ignorance, it brings about constriction, limitation, imprisonment. And the more the knowledge of the servant expands, the more his chest becomes vast and his heart becomes vast. And look what he says, Rahimahullah, وَلَيْسَ هَذَا لِكُلِّ عِلْمٍ And this is not for every knowledge. Every knowledge does not have this type of effect upon the human being. But the knowledge that has this effect of bringing ease and tranquility and expanding the soul and the heart, this is the knowledge that has been inherited from the, from the Messenger Meaning the religious knowledge. He says, and it is the beneficial knowledge. The scholars, they have mentioned that whenever we find in the texts the praise for knowledge, the encouragement to seek knowledge, the praise for the people of knowledge and the likes, the knowledge that is being referred to is al-ilm al-shar'i the legislated knowledge. Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah ta'ala So he mentions that it is the beneficial knowledge and its people, meaning the people who they possess the beneficial knowledge, they have the most vast of chests and hearts and souls from amongst the people. Meaning no one is more content than the people who have knowledge of the deen. And not just memorization of ayat and ahadith and statements of the sahaba and the ulama past and present. No, we're talking about the beneficial knowledge that the person possesses and the knowledge that he implements. That's the beneficial knowledge. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa'. O oh Allah, I seek refuge with you from knowledge that doesn't benefit. So you have al-ilm, al-nafi', the beneficial knowledge, and then you have al-ilm, al-ladhi la yanfa', the knowledge that doesn't benefit you. What's the knowledge that doesn't benefit you? There are different categories, but from that knowledge is the knowledge that the person doesn't practice. The knowledge 
does not become beneficial knowledge until you practice it. Once the individual practices what he has memorized of the Qur'an, what he has memorized from the sunnah, now the knowledge is benefiting the person. But just having the knowledge and not implementing it, rather going against what you know, this is a harm to you. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, وَالْقُرْآنِ حُجَّةٌ لَكَ أَوْ عَلَيْكَ And the Qur'an, it is a proof for you, or it is a proof against you. So beneficial knowledge brings about ease and tranquility to the heart, the soul, to the mind. It brings about well-being in the life of the individual. But ignorance, it brings about sorrow and grief. Ignorance causes an individual to be unstable in his or her thinking, in his or her decision-making, and other than that. So the more you learn and practice, the more you will find tranquility in your heart. The more you will find stability in your life. Shaykh al-Islam Rahimullah Ta'ala He states That the people who have This beneficial knowledge Their hearts Are the most vast And they are the best of the people in character Very important How could it be that you find individuals who are supposed to be the most knowledgeable of the people, their character is the worst of the people. May Allah forgive us. It should be the opposite. Why was the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ character the best character? Because he knew Allah the most. He was the most knowledgeable of Allah. Amongst the Muslims. When Aisha radiallahu anha was asked about the character of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قالت, Kana khuluquhu al-Qur'an. His character was that of the Qur'an. Meaning that when you see and observe the character of the Prophet ﷺ, he was the living example of how to implement the Qur'an. And the Prophet ﷺ was the most knowledgeable of the Book of Allah, therefore his character was the best character. But you have in, in this day and time, individuals who are supposed to be, quote-unquote, the heads of the da'wah. 
the most knowledgeable of the people, but yet when you look at their character, you find them at times behaving worse than many of the common folk. But yet they still want the people to take from them. All of the narrations they have memorized and the text they have memorized regarding the prohibition of lying, but you find them to be the most lying of the people. All of the texts that prohibit deception and prohibit that which breaks the fabric of the brotherhood, but you find them indulging in that stuff. All of the texts establishing how a Muslim is supposed to be with another Muslim. And how the Muslim's blood, property, and honor is sacred in the life. You find some of these individuals violating those texts. But they have memorized these texts. What's the problem here? There's a sickness. Sickness of the heart. Anytime, this goes for all of us, myself included, any time that we have knowledge of a matter of the deen and we don't practice what we know, that's an indication that there is a sickness in our hearts. There's a sickness. This, what's the sickness? Ignorance. What kind of ignorance? Ignorance of action. Because ignorance is two types. Jahl al-ilm wa jahl al-amal. As the ulama mentioned. You have the ignorance of knowledge. And that's two categories. Slight ignorance and compound ignorance. Slight ignorance, a person just doesn't know. And compound ignorance is when a person doesn't know, but he doesn't know that he doesn't know. And then you have the ignorance of actions. And that's when the individual, he knows better. He knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullaha wa kunu ma'as-sadiqeen. All you who believe, Fear Allah and be with those who are truthful. Commandment. It's not an issue of choice. A commandment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To be with those who are truthful. But we still find individuals who know what Allah has commanded with, but yet they still side with those who are not truthful. Ignorance of what? Actions. They know that the Prophet said, Iyakum wal kadhib. فَإِنَّ الْكَذِبِ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْفُجُورِ وَإِنَّ الْفُجُورِ يَهْدِي إِلَى النَّارِ 
Beware of lying, for indeed lying leads to corruption, and corruption leads to the hellfire. Person knows the hadith, memorized the hadith, probably even memorized the isnad of the hadith. But yet, we find the individual lying. The sickness of ignorance. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions in Surah An-Nisa, verse number 17. إِنَّمَا التَّوْبَةَ عَلَى اللَّهِ لِلَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السُّوءَ بِجَهَالَةً ثُمَّ يَتُوبُونَ مِنْ قَرِيبٍ فَأُولَئِكَ يَتُوبُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلِيمًا حَكِيمًا Indeed, the repentance or the acceptance of the repentance is upon Allah for those who do evil out of ignorance. And then they repent soon after. Those are the ones that Allah will forgive them. And Allah is all-knowing and all-wise. What is the meaning that the Tawbah is upon Allah for those who do evil out of ignorance? Do not we have in the Quran the statement of Allah Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhta'na Our Lord do not hold us to account if we forget or we make a mistake yes or no that's in the Quran right and we know that Allah has granted that that when a person makes a mistake or does something out of ignorance, Allah doesn't hold him to account. So, but here in this verse, Allah says the tawbah is upon him for those who do ignorance or those who do evil out of ignorance. The salaf they mention, kullu Every sin that a servant commits, it is done out of ignorance. Listen to the, every sin that a servant commits, it is done out of ignorance. What is the meaning of this? When a person knows better and goes against that which he knows and disobeys Allah, he's ignorant, he's foolish. Not ignorant meaning he doesn't know better from the aspect he didn't know that the act was haram, not that type of ignorance. Ignorance of knowing better and not implementing what he knows, that's ignorance. I'll give you an example. We all know that the police are in Dunkin' Donuts at 12 o'clock. Just an example. Precinct right across the street, the police go into Dunkin' Donuts at 12 to get their coffee and donuts. This is a known fact in the neighborhood. Somebody from the neighborhood goes in there at 12 o'clock to stick the place up. What do we say? 
Dude was stupid, man, right? That's how we would describe him. Like, how foolish could he be to try to go in there? We all know the police are in there at that time. The point is what? We describe an individual like that to be foolish, to be ignorant, for going against that which is known. For Allah is the greater example. That's why the Salaf, they said, don't look at the smallness of the sin that you're committing, but look at the greatness of the one who you are disobeying. So you know a matter is haram, but yet you still indulge in it. That's ignorance. And ignorance is a sickness. Ignorance is a sickness. Mujari said, "Kullu man asa Allah khata'an aw 'amdan fahuwa jahil." He said, "Every person who disobeys Allah by mistake or intentionally, he is ignorant." Hatta yanzi' until he abandons the sin. Qatada he mentions on Abu Aliyah that he used to say, "Anna ashaba Rasulillahi sallallahu alaihi wasallam kanu yakuluna kullu dham asabahu abdan fuhu bijahala." That the companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they used to say, "Every sin that the servant commits, it is done out of ignorance." Qatada rahimahullah he states Ijtama'a ashabu rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Fara'u anna kulla shay'in usiya bihi Fuhuwa bi jahala Amnan kana Aw Ghayra Qatada he mentioned that the companions of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam They are united Upon the view that everything that Allah has disobeyed with, then it is ignorance, whether it is done intentionally or other than that. Mujahiri mentioned, "Kullu aminan bi ma'asiyatillahi fuhuwa jahil hina amilahu." Mujahiri says, "Every individual." Who acts according to the disobedience of Allah, he is ignorant at the time of him disobeying Allah. So ignorance is a sickness. Especially the ignorance of implementation. When Musa alayhi salam commanded Bani Israel to slaughter the calf. And they were giving him a hard time, constantly questioning, 
What kind of cow? What color is the cow? Allah Azza mentions, "If Qala Musa liqawmihi, Inna Allah yamurukum an tadbahu baqaratan." Qalu attaqiduna huzuan. Qala a'udhu billahi an akuna min al jahili. Surah Baqarah, verse number sixty-seven. And when Musa, he said to his people, Indeed Allah commands you, we're slaughtering a cow. They said to Musa, are you making mockery of us? A prophet, a messenger from Allah, they want to say, is he making mockery? One who Allah chose him to be the messenger for the people. He's telling them, Allah commands you, to slaughter a cow. They say, you making mockery of us? You taking us as a joke? Musa alayhi salam, Allah mentions that he said, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ أَنْ أَكُونَ مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ I seek refuge with Allah from being from amongst the ignorant. What kind of ignorance here? Huh? Ignorance of action. Because for him, alayhi salam, to tell them that Allah commands them to slaughter a cow and Allah did not command him to tell them that, that's lying upon Allah. And he, as a messenger, knows the severity of lying upon Allah. So they're asking him, are you making mockery of us? Meaning that would mean that he's lying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if Allah did not truly command him to slaughter a cow. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ أَنْ أَكُونَ مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ Ignorance is a sickness that is removed by way of beneficial knowledge. And the beneficial knowledge is the knowledge that one practices. So those who have the beneficial knowledge, they are the best of the people in character. And they are the best of the people when it comes to living a good life. He says, وَمِنْهَا الْإِنَابَ إِلَى اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى وَمَحَبَّتُهُ بِكُلِّ الْقَلْبِ وَالْإِقْبَالُ عَلَيْهِ وَالتَّنَعْمْ بِعِبَادَتِهِ فَلَا شَيْءْ أَشْرَحْ لِصَدْرِ الْعَبْدِ مِنْ ذَلِكَ He said also from the means to bring contentment and ease to the soul, to one's life, to cause the person's heart to be expanded and vast is turning to Allah with repentance and renewal of one's worship loving Allah with all of the hearts turning towards Him and finding delight and pleasure and blessing in worshipping Him for there is nothing that causes the heart to be 
thus the nut for the servant. Here, Barakallahu Fikum, Shaykh al Islam Ibn Qayyim al Jawziyah, he mentions turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with tawbah, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with renewing one's worship. For a person's faith, as the Prophet described, is like a garment, it gets worn out. So for this, it is important that we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah renews our iman. Because iman, according to the creed of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, which is based upon the Kitab and the Sunnah and the understanding of the Sahaba, Yazid wa Yankus. Faith, it increases, and faith decreases. Faith increases, and faith decreases. So one has to be mindful of the state of his or her heart and do not neglect your hearts from those du'as that which has come in the narration of Aisha radiallahu anha كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يكثر أن يدعو بها يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلبي على دينك قالت فقلت يا رسول الله إنك تكثر تدعو بهذا الدعاء فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم إن قلب الآدمي بين أسبوعين من أصابع الله عز وجل فإذا شاء أزاغه وإذا شاء أقامه وكما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم عائشة رضي الله عنها she mentioned that the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم used to say in abundance or he used to supplicate in abundance O turner of the hearts, establish my heart upon your religion. Aisha said, radiallahu anha, O Messenger of Allah, indeed you make this dua in abundance. The Prophet sallallahu he said, indeed the heart of the human being is between the two fingers from the fingers of Allah azawajal. And if he wills, he will lead the person's heart astray. And if he wills, he will establish the person's heart. 
Another dua <clears throat> comes in the narration of Ali radiallahu anhu. Qala qala li Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Qul Allahumma hadini wa saddidni Ali ibn Abi Talib he mentioned the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said to me say O oh Allah guide me and saddidni and he make me protected from like falling into error Set my affairs aright. And some of the brothers, may Allah reward them, they had the benefit to learn this dua straight from the mouth of Sheikh Abdul Razak, Ibn Abdul Muhsin al Badr Hafidhum Allah, on one of their Umar trips, as a brother, he shared this with me that the Sheikh, he taught them this dua. Real simple words. Powerful and meaning though. That which strengthens your iman, protects your heart. Another dua the Prophet he made, this narration is on the authority of Abdullah bin Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu, an al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, annahu kana yakul, Allahumma inni as'aluka al-huda wa tuqa wa al-afaf wa al-ghina. Abdullah bin Mas'ud, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he used to say, O oh Allah, indeed I ask you for guidance, and I ask you for piety, and I ask you for chastity, and I ask you for contentment of the soul. Another narration we have on the authority of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الإيمان لا يخلق في جوف أحدكم كما يخلق الثوب الخلق فاسألوا الله أن يجدد الإيمان في قلوبكم عبد الله بن عمر بن العاص May Allah be pleased with them both. He said the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stated that indeed the faith it wears out within one of you just as the thobe, the garment wears out, meaning from constant wear and tear. Therefore ask Allah to renew the iman that is in your heart. These narrations, Barakallah Fikun, establish that great concern is to be given towards the heart. Yes, one should be mindful and concerned about physical heart disease and Staying away from that which can cause a person to have cardiac arrest. Yes, you have to be concerned about your heart from that aspect. Eating the proper foods. Taking in the proper nutrients so that your 
arteries do not become clogged and other than that. Yes, that's very important. But there's the other type of heart disease you have to be worried about. The heart disease of al-jahl. The heart disease of lusting and following the evil desire. That's heart disease. Sicknesses of the heart. The heart disease of nifaq, hypocrisy and kufr. These are also different types of heart disease. And no codfish oil can protect you <laughs> from those other categories of heart disease. The omega-3s and you know the stuff we buy from you know from the, the vitamin stores to keep the arteries unclogged and we go see Sheikh Tofik and get a nice tonic and get things moving and grooving, right? Get the blood pumping, get the blood flowing and pumping, right? Hey son, what the Sheikh be saying he got? You forget? Say, what he say he got? Oh, you don't want to say it now. <laughs> he says, Abby, how's the brother? He be saying, I got that Rahmani. <laughs> <laughs> Mashallah Mubarak Ali. Yeah, mashallah. All of the good stuff for the physical, you know, health. And, and we need it. Wallahi, we need it. Because we, as Muslims, we are balanced. We don't just focus upon the, the spiritual aspect, but we also focus on our physical well being. The Rahmani, though, can't cure the Kufr, can't cure the Nifaq, can't cure the Jahl. But the knowledge that's in the book of Ar-Rahman can. The knowledge that's in the sunnah of the Prophet of, of Ar-Rahman, it can cure those type of sicknesses. So we have to have both. We have to have the medicines to protect our physical well-being, and we have to have the legislated prophetic medicine the medicine of the revelation to cure those abstract or protect us from those abstract sicknesses. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, he mentioned loving Allah with all of the heart. It is important that we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than anything in anyone. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one who created us. He is the one who provides for us. Everything that we have of a blessing in this life, it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So with that being said, our love for Allah 
should be the greatest of love. And nothing should be more beloved to us than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then after Allah, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned the signs of a person having within himself the sweetness of Iman. And this narration is on the authority of Anas radiallahu an an nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal thalaf man kunna fihi wajada bihinna halawat al-iman man kana allahu wa rasuluhu wa habba ilayhi mimma siwahuma wa an yuhib al-mar la yuhibbuhu illa lillah wa an yaqrah an yu'udu fi al-kuf ba'da an qadahu allahu من كما يقرأ أن يقذف في النار. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he mentioned there are three matters whoever has with him these three matters then he has by way of these three matters, the sweetness of faith. Iman has a flavor to it. And this flavor or this sweetness of faith is abstract and physical as some of the ulama have mentioned. It's not just anything, you can actually taste that sweetness of faith. And one of the examples they give that the, the sweetness of faith has a physical effect, a physical taste, that when the Sahabi was praying, as they were standing guard, the enemy was shooting him with the arrows. And the arrows were hitting him, but he did not leave his salat. Because he was so involved in the sweetness of that prayer, he was not affected by the pain from the arrows. And the only thing that stopped him from praying was that he did not want the enemy to overcome the Muslims so he wouldn't woke up his sleeping companion. So the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, there are three matters that whoever has or finds these three matters and he has found by way of them or tasted by way of them the sweetness of Iman. Whoever Allah and His Messenger is more beloved to him than other than them. That's one. The second matter that the person loves a person and he only loves the person for the sake of Allah. It's two. And the third matter that the person hates to return back to disbelief after Allah has saved him from disbelief just as he hates to be thrown into the fire. The shahid from the hadith 
that Allah and His Messenger is more beloved to Him than that which is other than them. There's nothing wrong with loving other than Allah. It's just wrong to love other than Allah more than you love Allah or equal to loving Allah. Our love for Allah has to be the greatest love. Allah Azza wa He mentions in Surah Tawbah, verse number 24. قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاءُكُمْ وَأَبَنَاءُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ فَطَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنْ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ فَتَرَبَّسُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِي وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الْفَاسِقِينَ Say, if your parents and your children and your brothers and sisters and spouses and tribesmen and the wealth that you have earned in your business transactions or your business and trade that you fear loss of, in your homes that you are pleased with, if these things are more beloved to you than Allah and His Messenger and striving in the path of Allah, then wait until Allah brings about His command and Allah does not guide the corrupt people. What more beloved to you than Allah? The first that's mentioned. Nothing should be more beloved to you than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you love Allah azawajal the most, it's not just a statement. There is a proof for it. What's that proof? قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Say to them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, If you truly love Allah, then what? Follow me. The more the person is a follower of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the stronger that individual's love is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Loving Allah is not just a claim, I love Allah. Anyone can say that. Prove that you love Allah. Follow the messenger. Follow the messenger. That's the proof. That's the dalil for the muhabba of Allah azza wa jal. Ittiba'u rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. اتباعه في العقيدة والعبادة والأخلاق والمعاملة. Following the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم is the proof that you love Allah. You follow him in the aqidah. You believe how he believed. You follow him in the ibadah. You worship Allah the way he worshipped Allah. You follow him in his akhlaq. Your character should be similar to the character of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. You follow him in the matter of the business dealings and transactions. That's loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But saying you love Allah, and your aqeedah is different from the aqeedah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
Your ibadah is different from the ibadah of the Prophet ﷺ. Your character is different from the character of the Prophet ﷺ. The way you deal and go about in transactions is different from the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ. How could this claim be taken serious? Allah is the one who made this the proof for one truly loving Allah and that is following the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ta'ala, we will stop at this point and we want to pray and then after the Salah the lectures will continue and they also Barakallahu Fikum there will be dinner served here tonight Marhaban Bikum we welcome all of our guests and if there's anything that you are in need of please let us know we are here at your service Jazakumullah Khairan Aqim As-Salaam Wa Subhanaka Allahumma Bihamdika Shadimullah Ilaha 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 Ila